0: Welcome back to See Me After Class 453. I'm Jake Potter.
1: I'm Faith Lopez.
0: And we are joined by two Leavenworth High School seniors, fresh off of a pretty awe-inspiring trip to Molina, Georgia. Joseph Purvis. Welcome, Joseph.
2: Thank you. It's nice to be here.
0: And Kanya Halley.
3: Yeah, thanks.
0: (laughs) Welcome to you, too. So tell us about... um, your JOTC experience, and we'll have lots of questions. But in terms of coming back from Georgia, not only as the coed champions, um, but also the ultimate male and female raider from the JOTC national championship.
3: Um, well, definitely, took a lot of work for us. Uh, t- for me, it was a lot of preparation, um, running-wise, and mentally as well. Because I had to prep myself, up, make my like just ensure myself my confidence to. Like be able to like run in and just risk
2: it all for it but coming back with the JROTC it seems like there's always something else to do like because after you do something like that it's like oh well now we need to go have the there's a dinner and then we have an interview interviews and
3: parades
2: parades it just it seems like it's never gonna end and never get to start working on the next big thing
3: it's an it's never a dull moment
2: <laughs> yeah
0: So for those that don't know, and myself included, walk us through what the whole weekend competition is like in terms of the experience, not just for the competitors, but all the people that come down from Leavenworth High School, um, staff, adults, students, students that are not competing, and then the different events that each of you had to prepare for and compete in.
2: So it all starts Thursday before the weekend that you compete in. We... Lots of the parents that choose to go choose to fly just because it's simpler and you don't have to deal with a 19-hour drive. Then others, other parents do drive. We have a Mr. Kogan. He pulls our trailer with our standard, our snacks, and all that stuff. We need to compete. Especially with Georgia, we take a bunch of cooking stuff to eat while we're there.
0: Because we, right. should, we should clarify, it's a camping situation. You're oh. not in hotels oh, yes. or dorms no. while you're there. No, um, right.
3: we had about... 56 different tents, oh we brought 56 cadets with us and each tent could hold two people and I can't do the math right now, but that's quite a bit for us And it's a lot and the camps that we had this year was a lot bigger than the camps that we've had for the past eight years And so this was like a definitely new change for us But in my in my mind, I feel like it was a new change like a different meaning for us Like all right, we're gonna change our our like our our settings here And like we're gonna be able to adapt to our whole situation and we did it was a lot of fun a good long 17-19 nineteen-hour bus drive there, unpacked everything, and from there on we uh, we set out like little little recon groups to each event to watch, uh, like the the whole setup and like other teams and time them, and when we really came back we had a big old uh, dinner of like pasta, just carbo loading it up, and then. The and then we had a good we had to go to bed early, which <laughs> most of the cadets complained about. But um, when well, we woke up, got dressed, got ready, and our first event was the gauntlet, and it was kind of a cold morning. But I feel like we warmed up to it pretty quickly, especially with our first event, and got that done. And after that, it was just event after event, and we would have a good almost an hour break in between each event, waiting for the other teams to be done, and uh, that's just basically how that that first day went.
2: But And so the events we actually do compete in, Kanya mentioned one, the gauntlet, which it's, you have six sacks, right? Six. Yes. Six sacks and two big wooden boxes. Ammo crates. crates. So you have to go through a tire and you have to get all your people and all your equipment through that tire. Then you have to run. There's some tunnels you have to crawl through, really narrow. Um, More running, more tunnels, a wall or two, then you finish. Then the event after that, it's the physical training test
0: PTT. Uh, PTT, yes. Yep,
2: physical training test. Which that's more of like a sprint event if you're thinking track. That's the gauntlets, like your eight mid distance. This is your sprint. You have, you start out, there's a bunch of ammo cans, the ones you think of army, green, big, metal. Mm -hmm. You have to run and carry those about 20 meters, put those down. There's a set of wooden tables you have to roll over. There's more culverts to fall through, then you run, get up, there's a zigging maze, just back and forth. You have to go through tires, carry canoe, then go back the back way, backwards. And with each of them, it's, you, if there's penalties, so, like, if we, one of our ammo cans fell over and we put them down, that would have been a time penalty, or if our cadets, no, there was no, that one. but. Things like that in each event.
3: What? Oh, yeah, and event. then after the PTT, we got, you know, fi- pictures. So we had to get those done quick. And then um, then we had the 5K, and I'm not going to lie, I hate that 5K so much. The going up, like running up this huge hill, and it just never stops. Just you know, they keep running up. And the guys here were definitely pushing the girls. They were definitely a, a backbone for that, for that event, pushing all of us to go up and got that done we went to afterwards we had the CCR and I feel like that went really well like, we worked so well together as a team I was very surprised and like very happy about that as well and after that we did the rope bridge and you know we, t- we dipped into the little water a little bit it was a little cold but it was like it was a good like I don't know for me it's just like good exhilaration to get all that done with and I just I for me I just I was glad for the for all those events to be done and over with we had to get ready for Ultimate Raider the next day.
0: So what time of day are your days starting? Like, What's that like in pacing?
3: So there. So, at the Nationals, we have two different kind of uh, championships. They have an all-service one for like uh, Army, Air Force, Marines, and so they only have one day. For us, since we're the Army, um, we had two days. So Saturday was our first day, and then Sunday was the last day where we had the Ultimate Raiders and awards.
2: And so Saturday, since it was the whole team getting up, They got us up around five, I wanna say, five. Mm -hmm. And it was a very crisp day. It was, I think, below freezing when we got up and outside in tents, that was really fun getting up and it's nice wake up.
3: (laughs) Oh yes, it was. (laughs) And then
2: everyone, we went through our competition, all of our events, we go back. Everyone's a little hyped up because of all that, a little tired too, so everyone's unwinding, eating, not eating junk food, they can finally do it, season's over. Not me and Kanye. we had to, we were sent to bed early. While <laughs> yeah. I was not happy. Because <laughs> you know, we had the ultimate raider the next day, and so for that, we got to get up a little later, six, well, and then the others got up even later than that.
3: That was also the day of uh, fallback time. I've gotta see yes, next got to sleep an extra hour, don't forget that about that. <laughs> two extra hours.
1: <laughs> but. So what is the ultimate raider day look like Um, basically there are five heats
3: I can't remember how many teams but you have one male one female from each team Uh, like their best fit their best female their best male and we go there and the first heat goes on Has the cadets go and we they time them and so once all the cadets are done in that first heat then it's the second heat and so the females are given um, we're all given rucks at the time and females are given red vests males are given black vests and for us at the time when we got there, there was a lot of different cadets we saw, and I could definitely see who was gonna be the ultimate raider and who was just there for support. But me and me and Perverse we immediately got down to warming up, uh, did some stretches or like running around a little bit, and just trying to keep just uh, keep the blood flowing for us to get ready for that.
2: <laughs> and so we were in the second heat. So while the first heat's going, we warmed up, then we ran, and then. After that, we went back to our bus and waited for a bit because, with there was a lot of five heats and each one, sometimes cadets could take up to twenty minutes doing it. So and it was but, cold. And it was cold, so it lasted a while. So, the Ultimate Vader competition itself didn't finish till ten or eleven, and then after that, its awards. We just start driving back Sunday so we all form up on this big field, all the teams, which is really neat to see because it's all the JROTC teams there. So it just so we were because we were run-ups last year we were in one of the central one of the central formations and then they have all the trophies lined up there by the statue and then they start calling off so one rope bridge, fifth through first male, fifth through first co-ed and fifth, fifth through first female they do this for all the events. And while they're doing this, 1st Sergeant and Ms. Schwartz aren't in formation. They're in the back, and you can just see them, 1st Sergeant with his paper, going, okay, we won this one, we got second, we got adding up all the points to see. He knew before the rest of us, we just, we knew we won when we saw him just start going. Celebrating in the back before they even <laughs> called it.
0: And Kanye, you are First of all, you're both very humble. I mean, it's awesome um, to be national champion in anything, but you were also the ultimate female raider last year as well, right? Yes, sir. So compare the two years. And what it was like to come back, and basically whether or not you thought of it as a clean slate or whatever you thought of it as defending the title <laughs> to come back and win it again. Ooh,
3: let me tell you, I definitely was defending because I remember the first time I won it, um, I came back home and all everyone and everyone like all I, all I heard was like now you gotta win it next year, now you gotta defend that title two years in a row, you got this. And I just remember the first year I, I had it, I was so nervous. I even had a, I even uh, called one of my friends, and she did the ultimate Raider the year before me, and she got second place, and I called her, asked her for some pointers, and um, I just remember running that, and I was, it was like very exhilarating, but when I was done, I didn't think I had won it, and I was just like, I was just, just trying not to think about it, but, uh, and when I did win it, I was just more in shock, I was in a lot of shock at that point, but I was very excited, I was like, yes, I, I did it, like I finally worked up to this, and so, Definitely, when I came back home, it was just like for me. It felt like a lot of pressure to you know keep that standard up, keep to make sure I can hold that title. And so when it came down to this year, it was it's definitely it was a definitely a lot more um, work to do because now that I have a job, I've been trying to uh, handle. Between both raiders and work as well, so I like I skipped I had to skip a few practices or leave a few practices early so I can get to there, and so when I came down to Ultima Raider, I did not feel prepared. i I did not I didn't even think I was gonna make it to the time like that. I beat the time that I did did last year, and but I just remember my dad uh, sent me this uh, this little uh, link, and it was just basically the story of this. Uh, this a boxer and he was telling me like, how he's won a few matches, but the last match he had, he lost, but he wasn't upset about that. He was just saying like, like my matches don't determine who I am or whatever, it's just as long as I keep on going. And so that was, a, that was my whole mindset when I became the Ultimate Raider. Uh, I was just, the last time I just remember hearing everybody uh, just like cheering cheering both of us on, and all I could think of I was like, well, I'm just gonna make them proud, show them that I st- I can, I'm just gonna do my best. I'm gonna run it as much as fast as I can. And just (laughs) don't walk. I did not want to walk, and and I didn't. But it's just the whole mindset was for me. was It was more mental wise. It was it wasn't more of the physical. It was just uh, mentally. I had to prepare myself for that.
1: So before you guys travel to Georgia and you won these titles, you had to become a writer. What does that process look like? And also, why did you choose to become a writer?
3: Uh, well, we definitely start off with the first week of practice is called Hell Week, and that's where basically first sergeant's main for sergeant's main job is to have anybody quit, have everybody just try to quit because he will push you um, to your limits until you cry and like. But like he like it's happened a few times, but the kids have always come back, and so. Um, and so, we, like that's the whole main process. After you survive whole week, then it gets a little easier. And then from then on, we'll start. Well, uh, as like we'll start noticing people that stand out. We'll start people noticing their strengths, people their weaknesses, and we'll put them into groups. And from then on, that's where our teams develop, and uh, teams develop, and we just practice with the teams over and over again as they get that teamwork in sync. And it comes down to the meets where where that that's shown and through the whole teamwork that they use. Uh, the times that we get and it's just it's uh, just a lot of practices of work uh work for for searching like motivating us miss schwartz uh like giving us the strategies on how to um better prepare ourselves for the events
2: um, so she very she described how vaders itself like the season starts really well you also asked about why we chose to do vaders and so when I first moved here this year, this summer, I came to the new stu- student orientation. And I'm thinking about doing um, some sort of army after the military, somehow after I graduate. So I was thinking about doing JROTC this year. And so I hunt down for a sergeant and I ask him about it and what, what sort of opportunities a senior that's just new to the program would have if they started it. So after that, Talked to me. He asked me about my interests, and I told him about my distance running, which is one of my main hobbies, or your first um, hobby. My best <laughs> hobby. <laughs> and uh, so he he asked about that, and then he told me about raiders. And so I was like, "What's that?" And he told me about how it's it's running, but it's a lot more than that. It's like the teamwork and the strength, because. Which is, I think, why I chose to do it versus cross country or some other running because I had done that before and I know that, that challenge had always been there for me, but I really wanted to challenge myself in a new way, which Raiders provided because I could, it wasn't just running, I had to also be able to work with my team and figure out how that all works because I, when you're running cross country or track, it's you're on a team, but when you're actually competing, you aren't as often interacting with them like sometimes there's some strategies you can do if you guys are really closely timed in time or you're running together But since everyone runs a little differently normally it's spread out and everyone finishes a little differently. So you don't really compete with them So that was a really big challenge for me this year was learning how to push my team and how to encourage them in the way that made them run faster and didn't just annoy them or how to put (laughs) the team before myself and Learning things like, or practicing just like physically it was challenging because running with a ruck is a lot different than just running and trying to run while carrying heavy litters and ammo cans and then running, going over a wall, then running some more. So I think it was just a new and interesting challenge for me.
0: So you talk about how weak, you talk about the kind of training that you do. Um, talk to us about the rest of this year's competition season leading up to nationals and then also we should note that last year at nationals the team finished second and maybe sprinkle in for sergeant's definition of second place and maybe why this year's preparation was a little bit different in terms of goal setting.
3: Yeah well being here uh, joining Raiders uh, my sophomore year uh, I remember sophomore year we got second place and then last year I was actually part of the team that got second place again and uh, this year, it just like it felt like a total different change. Like there was a total different change of energy. Um, we weren't as cocky as we were last year. We were, um, I would say, we were more prepared. We were more cautious, but we we were prepared. And so last year was six seconds. Like our whole model was six seconds because that's how much we lost by was six seconds. And then this year was third times the charm. And so that was what that was like. Our entire model was third times a charm. Like just gotta get this. Gotta go for it all. Go <laughs> hard to go home, but. Um, I, there was a definitely a uh, as a change in model there was a definitely a change in uh, perspective for the teams because some of the kids uh, that competed this was that last year was their first time they like didn't know what the events were and especially the girls that I that I lead um, they this they were their fr- they were only freshmen when they were on the coa team and so they didn't know any of the events and neither did I because <laughs> um, I wasn't as sure was myself last the year before but this whole year um it was a lot of pushing and they were, they were more mentally prepared for it all. So when it came down to it, when it came down to our meets, uh, we, we were winning. Uh, we were, we were uh, building, beating our times. Mm. (laughs) Just, uh, Oh, that's my train of thought. I'm sorry.
0: And then I feel like, I don't know if this was this way at the beginning of the year, but I've seen First Sergeant with a broom. Oh. Um, <laughs> that was like a, a challenge. Sweeping right?
3: the competition yes. away.
2: Yeah. So his whole thing with the broom is we need to win each and every meet. Because last year, I wasn't on the team, but First Sergeant talks about enough. In our regular season, we won our Smith Cotton meet, our the Des Moines meet, but then we lost to Moinesville. We got second, so it's like we aren't doing that this year. We're winning all three, and we're winning nationals. We're winning all four of our meets, and so this year we come every time we bring back our trophies. We got first after Winsville. He gets his broom, he takes it out there, and he's like, "We gotta sweep all of them. <laughs> One more, guys, come on!" So, and he started putting the broom with so the did trophies. A, did yeah. a
1: lot of sweeping. <laughs>
3: a
2: lot of sweeping. So, do you
1: guys feel this more sense of? teamwork. I mean, obviously you guys were talking about, uh, this is a team. And so personally, I didn't know it was more of a team sport. I thought it was more of an individual oh, kind no. of thing. Um, so how do you think that this helps build you as a person? Oh. Oh.
2: So with teamwork, when you go in like me as a person that's used to competing individually, how week it's individual, you're pushing yourself, trying to make it through that week. So you're on the team. But then after that, he has a whiteboard, and your name starts going up there. If he like sees that you're one of the top people, he'll put your name here. And then he just works his way down. From the week after that, you start working with your team. Everything you do is with your team. When you're at practice, if you're doing the obstacle course, you're with your team. If you're running a ten k, you're with your team. If you're, no matter what it is you're doing, you're with your team, and that really helps. You see it yourself. You you see it more as. A team and not as a indiv- bunch of individuals working together or not together but competing. It really helped, helps you to grow and helps to foster that teamwork and that team mentality because you do it so often especially when you go to competition and you compete and you have to the, when you compete and you have to work together and like no one can do it by themselves.
3: And it really wraps the whole concept that no team relies on one person to carry them the entire way. Um, like oh, for over the past few years, we've lost some good cadets that have moved away, and, and like and some kids uh, fear that with them gone, that we're not gonna make it. Uh, but for, for such, it always tells me that it doesn't, be, just because they leave doesn't mean we're gonna go downhill. Like they were just one person that ran with us. Um, together, we're the ones that actually lift the weights here. And so uh, at, like definitely me as being commander, i realized this. Uh, it's one, big, one of the biggest lessons I've learned in Raiders is that one individual doesn't make a big difference in ra- Raiders, it's everyone. Everyone works together, we make the difference, we, we win together. And yeah, that's just it's like a big thing on teamwork all the time. So
0: maybe more so for you, um, since Purvis was brand new to the school and the program this year, um, as a, a student cadet leader. Um, what are some of the things that you do to bring the others along, um, help them achieve their goals? And, you know, you mentioned some people that are doing events for the very first time. Um, What do you do to help, I guess, um, join with First Sergeant Coach Schwartz (laughs) uh, from the student perspective?
3: Uh, From the student perspective, I know I've definitely done a lot more work than I did the year before because last year was my fresh fresh year as being a commander. And this year I felt more prepared, but definitely had to do, um, I feel like, I, I uh, uh, as part of being a leader, I my whole main thing was to push them, try to motivate them. I, I would see cadets that were walking by to the side or uh, cadets that just weren't so confident, and I would go over there and talk to them and be like, "How are you doing?" And like, and they would just say like they would talk to me about the practices, and I'm like, "Well, you guys are doing great. Um, just keep it up, and I'm sure you're going to find your find your way here. Like, don't give up because." Um, Giving up takes you nowhere, and uh, especially as a leader, I just feel like, for me, I like yelling a lot. <laughs> so when it comes down to the practices, I'm very confident, to um, to confident and very kind of kind of blunt when it comes to giving out orders and like what I what I want to see in the raiders. And so I've got a set of standards, and from them, I want them to be able to fi- to set those for them so they can follow, and then they can build their higher standards than I could. And so for me, it's just, I just want to build them up, build them up until they can, you know, finally take off on their own and just be able to realize how, how, how well they work together. Um, and just like, and I've definitely learned a lot from First Sergeant Ms. Schwartz. Uh, they've definitely taught, taught me to see the different perspectives of people and how to talk to them.
0: And, and for you, Purvis, like you don't strike me maybe as a yeller. I could be wrong on that. It's so maybe find how you lead. And then also for you, New to the program, new to the sport, at what point in the year did you know that um, I'm pretty good at this, and I've got a shot at really helping the team, and um, I, I don't know if you came in in August saying, I'm going to be a national champion, or if you had to experience the sport, to so talk through those two different aspects.
2: So, leading on the team, and I'm, I'm not like Kanye, I'm not an actual established leader in any sense, but I feel like through my athleticism, I lead, and I set an example, I've tried to throughout the season bring in the all of the things I've learned about running and how to compete as an athlete to the team. Like at the, the close to the beginning of the season, throughout the season, I've always tried to help people with their running form because that can take so much time off if you just fix simple form issues like so whenever we're running by someone or I see someone running out like if I see something wrong I'll say, Hey, should maybe straighten your arms or try stretching out your strides or stand up straighter. That sort of thing. And also, just like, before we compete, trying to make sure people aren't consuming junk food and other... Other things that are gonna, cause oh, it's oh a team God. sport. So when they drink that soda or eat that candy before we compete, they aren't bringing themselves down. They're bringing down everyone on the team. You <laughs> killed Yeah, no, I had. Yeah, there's a <laughs> few, there's a <laughs> few instances I can think of where cadets were happy that they couldn't drink their soda. Oh, poor
3: Mountain Dew. Bye
2: bye. <laughs> then what was the second part of the question? Uh,
0: so at what point in the year did you know that you were gonna compete at a top level?
2: I didn't until the end. So. First sergeant kept saying, Ultimate Raider, the course is two miles. You have this ruck. Here, here's about, he would describe it to me, but I didn't really know what it was like. So we would do practice two miles out around the around town and stuff with the ruck. And I'd look at my times and I'd look at the times there. And that was a lot, like minutes slower. But then when we got there and we started running the course, I made a realization it's not two miles. It's like one and a half miles so I was like maybe I do have a shot maybe <laughs> and then I, after after that and I went back and I started like taking the paces I'd run at practice and what paces from last year and, like figuring out how fast I would run it if I ran my pace and I was like I'm faster <laughs> it's like I just happen? need to run what I do at practice and I'll be good so it wasn't really up until that that last day before the before the competition that I thought I had a shot
1: so, what is your pace for the mile? Because that's been a highly oh, talked about <laughs> uh, thing, especially in our AP Literature class. So, what is it?
2: So, my mile time is a four thirty, and the pace for that is one seven and a half four, one minute and seven and a half second four hundredths.
3: Yeah, because wow. you know I run a six flatman mile, no biggie.
1: <laughs> <kidding>. So, what <laughs> is really your goal good. for the end of the year?
2: track, My mile goal is to hopefully do a 4.15 or 4.10, I'm hoping to take a lot of time off. I feel like I could have run it faster last year, but I was struggling throughout the season because I didn't really have a person to push me, like to run with and try to beat until the champions where I PR'd. And even then, I ran with a pack most of the way, and I feel like if I had taken off and really just pushed myself, I could have been a lot faster. So. Yeah,
3: you're, you're so. crazy when you're
2: then, besides just running my mile, I'm hoping to take off time in my two-mile and 802.
1: What's your two-mile time? (laughs) 959. Thank, Jeez. Okay, what is one junk food that you wish that you could eat, like, that you crave all the time, but you obviously can't eat because you're going to run?
2: So, I'm generally more lax about junk food in the off-season. One thing I still, that I just don't really do is soda. I really like Mount Root Beer, so sometimes, every once in a while, I drink it, like, right after Nationals on the way back. I had some, but that's one thing I kind of wish I could drink more that I Oh, yeah.
3: After Nationals, I, oh, I carbo-load up on junk food. (laughs) I could finally eat that stuff now.
0: What about, does either of you have a good, solid First Sergeant impression that you're willing to do here tonight?
2: For three years. as this is the audio recording yes. no but my first sergeant impression is him angry stomping when we do something horrible bad gosh. Yeah, like the gosh. gosh dang it come on guys
1: you need to get fired up <laughs> i can't do the big scratchy voice so when you first saw first sergeant um what was your first impression of him oh gosh I did not know what to think of him. (laughs) I came in.
3: I came in during orientation one day, and he came up to me, and he's like, he was like, "You do Raiders? And I'm like, "Uh, "I I believe so. Like, I want to." He was like, and he just shook my hand, and he had a weird handshake when he did. I was like, it was like very, it was very energetic, but I was like, (laughs) I didn't know how to shake his hand. I was like, okay. And then, but afterwards, I was I was walking back to my car, and I was like, oh, hang on. He's kind of short, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like don't let that size fool you. Oh my gosh, he's a little. He's got a lion in that little chihuahua body. But <laughs>
1: um, the first time, <laughs> the first time I oh, saw uh, for Sergeant, we were at a Black Friday thing. I think my eighth grade year, and I was just trying to get some pots for my mom. And he was like right beside me. I don't. I've never told the story, but he whipped out a knife and he was like, "Okay, if I get you these pots." You have to join Raiders. And I was like, uh, okay. I didn't know who this man was, and then the next year he called me out, and he was like, hey, I got you these plots. Join Raiders. And I was like, uh, <laughs> No. He's definitely really
3: got that very... Spitfire attitude, a very outgoing mm-hmm. too, and it's it's a lot of fun watching him interact with a lot of the other different coaches. Oh yeah, and it's I find it hilarious just because like they always have like this friendly competition when he sees each one like oh did you hear my t- my t- like my rope pitch time we got like a one minute flat, and it's just hilarious watching them go at each other, and you know it's very entertaining to just to watch him go out there and be the procession procession that
0: he is. So before we wrap up, because I know you're both busy students and you've got things other commitments. Um, You mentioned the parents that flew down and traveled down, and as I understand it, Live work, JROTC had one of the largest parent presences down there. And then last week, the Board of Education recognized the group. We brought in more chairs for that recognition <laughs> meeting than we've ever had. We were still practically standing room only. So talk about the parent groups and how important it is to you as athletes to either have them cooking or doing all the things oh, they gosh, do, yeah. or I'm guessing they're lining the events and they're yelling at you and helping to motivate you along the way.
2: I
3: don't know how we would have survived without those parents. Um, I, my sophomore year we only had one pair of parents that were with us and then the last year it, it grew up into a, like probably three pairs of parents and then this year is just the most I've ever seen I just like I've never been so, so like grateful for them all the food they bring um the the like the parties that they would like uh, like prepare for and just like coordinate and it's just it's just amazing to have them there they're a lot of fun too
2: <laughs> and as athletes we need fuel to compete and to run, and especially at nationals when, or at all the meets, they were always there at our general season meets, they had um, containers full of snacks between meets so we could help keep our energy up for, because sometimes you'd have like seven or eight different events we'd have to compete in in one meet, so that just always being able to grab a quick something or a drink, because it was especially hot in some of the early ones, and then at nationals, we, there was no restaurants. We ate what we we had. So having the parents there to make these great meals so we could compete to the best of our abilities was truly a blessing. Oh, yeah. We Thank wouldn't you. have been able to do what we did without them.
0: Because I understand that Molina George is kind of in the middle of nowhere. Like you're, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. you're <laughs> a yeah, away from Beautiful
3: forest, right? forest yes. but there's
2: hardly I mean, anybody there. <laughs> right? When we're driving up there on the bus, you get to a point and suddenly all you hear is complaining because the cell service mm-hmm. goes out. And it, or it's it gets, it gets really spotty and like sometimes it's there sometimes it isn't then when we get there there was cell service at the campsite but where we competed there wasn't so that just gives you like with how every, everywhere cell phones are now that just kind of gives you an idea of
0: it's how remote you are there how oh yeah
1: okay so senior year what is one lesson that you wish that you have come into senior year with like what is one piece of advice that you wish you had had as a senior, as in the
3: just, Raiders, or just as a senior in general, both. Oh, okay. Ooh, um, let me think. Have you thought of one yet? I
2: have several. I've, okay. I've, I've done some stuff. <laughs> so, for all the juniors, sophomores, and freshmen out there, what you should do Hi. is this: see summer and spring, spring of your junior year, summer before senior year. Get all your colleges out of the way. College applications and scholarship applications you can't. You don't want to be dealing with that the fall of your senior year. You want to be focusing on school and making the most of the time you have there. You don't want to be worrying about that in deadlines. Also, don't do too much. My junior year, I did like four clubs with leadership positions and two sports at a time in some of the seasons. And a sport every season, music with the the string orchestra and like ex-friend groups, friends, all sorts of stuff. And it just, it kills you and you can't really excel at anything if you're doing too much. It's good to be well-rounded and to do a bunch, but at the same time, sometimes you just need to start saying, no, I can't do that, or you need to prioritize, you can't do everything, do what you really love and really enjoy, and do it well.
3: That's, yeah, definitely got to go with that one, too, because especially as a senior year with colleges, I, yeah, don't procrastinate on that stuff. But you want to get those done. Um, and when you have a lot of work as well, just ha- find a, like, get a binder or, like, a little planner. Um, organize your days of what you're going to be doing, like, at a certain time for each day. Even if it's for every day, just organize it so that way you have a step-to-step thing. Um, to where you look at it and be like what am I supposed to be doing at this time and be like oh I got I gotta do my math homework or I gotta finish up on this essay and just I would just say just try not to let it all overwhelm you because I mean it is like reality outside life coming to, coming much closer now uh, leaving high school but um, like you can you still have the opportunity and chances to learn to be able to con- be able to contain it and, um just to be able to learn from it and go with the flow with it but
0: so Joseph mentioned track earlier in the spring. What are other things that you'll be involved in second semester to keep you from hitting any kind of senior wall? And then, um, what are your plans for next year following graduation?
3: I know, I don't know. For me, I've got track. That's the other, only other sport that I do. I'm thinking about doing bowling, but I don't
1: know. You should do it.
3: <laughs> I I don't know with my work probably, but. So, and then after high school, um, I'm definitely, I'm definitely um, going to, I got two colleges in mind right now that I'm just waiting to get answered back, but I'm definitely going for that ROTC scholarship because I still want to continue my military career um, and become an officer and just, yeah.
2: (laughs) My, yep, I'm, as was stated earlier, I'm planning on doing track in the spring and then my after, grad, post-graduation plans include, same as Kanya, probably getting an ROTC scholarship or attending the service academy. And then from there, serving for, if I really enjoy what I'm doing in the military, I'll probably continue to serve, but at least serving my required amount of time for the education I receive. And then after that, getting a going into a career in STEM, probably.
0: Cool. Well, thank you both for being here so, so much. Um, And we'll wrap it up. We'll include Faith in this, too. Um, By the time this wraps and gets posted, you'll probably only have two more days of school before Thanksgiving break. So talk about your favorite Thanksgiving food staple and maybe favorite family tradition that you're looking forward to next week. Oh, I definitely
3: love ham. For Thanksgiving, I love ham. Mashed potatoes, Oh, so good! And as a tradition-wise, uh, I always go down to my great grandparents' farm, and they've got about uh, about twenty acres of land, I think. And for, we like to go field surfing. So like my great grandpa has this old satellite dish that he has, and he, he ties it up to his truck, and like we just he just drives as fast as he can on the fields, and sometimes we'll hook cow pies or whatever. But um, it's just a lot of fun. I just that's one one of my favorite traditions. I love doing is field surfing. But
2: I've never heard of that. So that's awesome. <laughs> We used to do a similar thing with like a go kart, like a, a larger go kart and sleds in the winter mm-hmm. or tractors. When my grandpa had tractors, we've
3: gone. Ev- we had to go through like a whole evolution of sleds or whatever. Because yeah. at first it was a tub, but that broke. <laughs> it was cardboard, but that ripped, and then we finally found this perfect satellite dish. And so.
2: Whew. Well, for foods, I love protein, so I really enjoy the turkey and ham, but then I'm a really, really big potato guy. So mashed potatoes is probably my all-time favorite Thanksgiving day. <laughs> me too,
0: Jessica. Me too. What about I feel, you, Faith?
1: I feel just so lame, honestly. <laughs> I'm not doing any of this stuff on Thanksgiving. Um I think my favorite tradition is waking up early and we deep fry our turkey. Um Ooh, yeah, it's so good. You guys should try it sometime. It's delicious. And then um tradition wise. I don't know. My sisters and I like to do the wishbone, but we have three girls and each year it kind of goes back and forth between like, no, I get the wishbone. I get the wishbone. Rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, it's rock. That's what we do every single year is rock, <laughs> paper, scissors. So, well, thank you very much for both coming on. Thanks for um, having us. Congratulations yes, again you. on your titles. It is such an honor to have you guys on here and to speak about your year and your experience. So.
0: Awesome. And thank you all for listening to See Me After Class 453.